This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. In this episode, I share five simple tips to help you build strong habits. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas and building habits can be tough. For many, it's difficult to find the time and energy required to make them happen. But with a few tweaks to your day-to-day life, building healthy habits into your life can be as straightforward as waking up each day and living your life. That That's it. That might sound kind of crazy, but it really isn't. Building habits with the right tools and approach can be as simple as living your life. You wake up, you interact with the world around you, and you go to sleep at night. The secret is that that interacting with the world around you part, that's a world you've created. You've created the environment where building new habits and reinforcing old ones is simple. It's just about interacting with your environment. And this is possible. All you have to do is create that environment. So we've talked about this a few times when looking at BJ Fogg's behavior design process. So I'm not going to revisit the entire thing, though I am going to touch on it again. I am going to explain it a little bit again. So, you know, hang with me there. But I do want to share five very simple tips you can use to make this whole process easier for yourself. And the first one is not going to be a surprise, but it is to get specific about what you want. You've got to get specific about what habits you actually want to create. What are the habits that are going to make your situation better? What are the habits that can actually move things forward? You've got to get specific. This is why I always talk about picking a focus area. Instead of going out and setting a bunch of random goals and being sort of all over the place, pick one area of your life out of the six that I always talk about. Fitness, nutrition, finances, career, relationships, mental health. Pick one area. And focus there and then ask yourself, what are the habits in this area, in this focus? What are the things that I can do that I can change? What are the behaviors I can engage in every day that will make my situation as it relates to this one area better? Investing a little time into understanding what you want in your life right now is going to allow you to focus your efforts and it's going to help you stay on track. Trying to build habits for every area of life all at once, which is how most people do it. It doesn't make any sense because each area needs a different type of focus in order to be successful. Not to mention, and I've gone through this analogy before in the past as well. I do not believe that you can be balanced and make progress at the same time. And I'm going to go through this again for all of the new people. For those of you who've been hanging with me for a while, thank you. But listen to it again. Picture yourself standing. You're in a room. You're standing. You've got both feet on the ground. Your arms are down at your side. 
In that moment, you are in perfect balance. But in front of you is a table. On that table are your car keys. Now, you need to get those car keys so you can go out to your car, you can drive to the store, get some groceries, right? You've got to accomplish something. But if you reach for those car keys or if you take a step forward for a brief moment, you are giving up perfect balance for a brief, brief moment while you take that step, while you lean forward, while you put your hand out, you are out of balance. Being in balance and making progress, gaining something cannot happen at the same time. For brief moments, we have to sacrifice balance in order to gain something. That doesn't mean we can't revisit balance. That doesn't mean that we can't reorientate. That's not a word, I don't think. I'm not sure. That doesn't mean that we can't look back at our our situation and make sure nothing falls off. But we do have to be willing to sacrifice balance. And in this case, that means letting other areas of your life not get as much energy so that you can focus head down on one, improving one area. Why? Because when you do that, you create a situation where you make progress. And when you make progress, that increases your confidence. When you make progress, that increases the the situation you find yourself in. Maybe it makes you more money. Maybe it increases your health and your energy. Maybe your relationship is happier and you're fighting less. Whatever it is, you make progress and you increase that one area and it opens up doors in other areas. Whereas most people, what they do is they just blindly try to go in all directions at once with no real clarity, no real focus. And ultimately, it leads them to a place where nothing happens. Nothing at all. Because they're trying to stand still and get the car keys at the same time. And you know what wins out when you put those two things together? Doing nothing and doing something. When you try to do them at the same time, doing nothing always wins. Isn't that funny? So I I really want to make sure that you get that. Don't go trying to change your whole life at once. This makes it way too overwhelming and it makes it way too difficult. And ultimately nothing will happen. Approach this from a tiny leaps perspective, pick a focus, and then go all in on that. So the second tip is to create a crystal clear plan for how you will change your behavior. This should be a little bit easier since you've already uh, figured out those specifics of what you want. You've already decided on that focus. When you're creating this plan, though, you need to better understand how behaviors happen. I've covered this before. So again, stick with me. We're going to go through BJ Fogg's behavior design. It's always better to review things, understand how it works, and then get into your planning. So originally created by BJ Fogg, PhD, the process of behavior design contains the following pieces. Motivation, which is your desire to do something. Ability, which is how easy it is for you to do something. And prompts, which are the internal or external triggers to do something. According to Fogg, you can use these three elements to change behavior by employing a combo of the following tactics. You can make something easier to do, which lowers the ability. You can increase your desire to do it, which means increasing your motivation. Or you can add more prompts. When you do this, you increase the likelihood of being above what Fogg calls the action line. And this action line is literally like literally just think of it as a line. It's like when you're above that line, you're more likely to take the action. When you're below the line, you're probably not going to. He has a really great graphic for it. I'm going to find that and link it up in the description of this episode. So if you're above the action line, the action happens. 
Your plan that you're trying to create should focus on getting yourself to do the new behaviors you're trying to build. And you can do this by answering three questions. Number one, do I want to do this behavior? And if not, what do I want to do instead? This is to assess the level of motivation in relation to that actual action. And yes, I do realize that I am a rapper in this episode. Uh, Number two, is this behavior easy for me to do? And if not, how can I make it easier? This is to assess the level of ability in relation to this action. And number three, what prompts do I have to do the behavior? If none, what prompts can I create? This is to recognize whether or not you have a system in place for reminding yourself and triggering yourself to actually take this action. Changing motivation can be difficult, but we do need to recognize that changing motivation can be difficult. After all, if you don't want to do something, you may still need to do it. Quite honestly, that might be what's required even if you don't want to do it. As such, you should actually not really approach the motivation piece of it as much. It's really not that important. What you should do is start by increasing your prompts. And this is advice. This is the approach that Fogg gives on this. Start by first assessing your prompts and increasing those. That by itself could help because what happens is throughout the day, our motivation, it goes up and down. Now, the ability to do the action, that kind of stays the same as long as like the context is the same, right? So like if you want to go for a run, but it's raining, it's probably going to be really hard to go for a run. So ability might change there. But if it's a sunny day, it's the same temperature all day, your shoes are by the door, it's going to be just as easy at 9 a.m. as it is at 4 p.m. to go for that run. So we don't necessarily address ability too much throughout the day, but we can prompt ourselves more than once. Because our motivation is up and down throughout the day. And if we prompt ourselves at that right moment where our motivation is high enough and where it's easy enough, boom, we take the action as opposed to doing one prompt. And then all of a sudden, well, we're just not that motivated in that moment or in that moment. It's not that easy and we don't have any other prompts. And so we just end up not doing the behavior. So starting with the prompts. That's a good place to go. And then from there, also look at how can you decrease effort required. So things like getting your running stuff together and putting them by the door the night before or the morning of or whatever it is um, or whatever your actual goal or habits that you're trying to build are doing something to make it easier for you to take that action is going to reduce the amount of motivation you need. And when you also then increase your prompts, you put yourself in a good spot. Now, number three. When trying to build habits, it's critical that you do your best to stay as consistent as you can. Now, research and honestly, at this point, common sense, it's shown that repetition of a simple action is the biggest contributor to it becoming habitual. As you engage in a behavior, you reinforce the connections in your brain responsible for carrying out that behavior. You also reinforce the associations between trigger and behavior so long as they are regularly paired together. Do this enough times and the behavior happens so quickly in response to the trigger that it becomes a habit. This means that when aiming for consistency, we're actually talking about more than just doing the thing regularly. 
you also need to be consistent in the context around how you do that behavior. That means the time of day, the trigger that happens before it, or the prompt that reminds you the location you do it in, consistency in all of these areas makes it significantly easier to reinforce both the behaviors and the associations to make it habitual. And that brings me to number four, setbacks, overcoming them to increase your confidence. Because setbacks, they can be expected anytime you're working to achieve a goal. And there'll always be those days that you just don't follow your plan perfectly. Maybe you miss a workout or maybe you give into a craving or, or whatever it is. The good news is that it may not matter as much as we originally thought. Recent research has shown that missing the occasional opportunity for a behavior does not actually have an adverse effect on the process of building a habit. In fact, once the action is resumed and all the context around it, the reinforcing process kicks back in pretty soon after. So the important thing isn't to be perfect. It's to make sure you come back to it. Give yourself the day off. Give yourself the time you need. Be human, but make sure you get back to it sometime soon. Now, something that works well for me here is to try to create an environment where I'm actively choosing not to do those behaviors on my day off rather than the opposite. The opposite being where every day that I do the behavior is me actively choosing to do it. That's how we typically work. We wake up and we think to ourselves, do I want to do this today? And we make that choice. I'm arguing that we should create an environment where we wake up and we do the behavior. That's the normal. The days that we don't, that's where we make the choice. That's where we're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it today. When you create that environment, it makes it significantly easier to keep coming back to it because that is your normal. And this is done by building prompts into your environment that reinforce the behavior. If you're regularly prompted to do the behavior and you one day choose not to, it'll be natural to make the choice to go back the next day or whenever you do. So that's all I've got. That's the four simple tips to making strong habits. This is going to be my last episode on habits for a little while. I've done a bunch of them. I just recently finished reading BJ Fogg's book, Tiny Habits. So I've been super, super nerding out on a lot of the stuff that he has to do. I am going to be doing a full book review of it. However, that'll probably be a premium episode only for the members of TLBC Plus. So if you want to hear that, if you want my opinion on this book, sign up today. Just click the link in the description of this episode or head over to tlbc.co slash join. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.